0: Welcome again to another episode of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken, and guess who's back, ladies and gentlemen? It is Justin Gruner with a big-ass smile. The triumphant return. What's up,
1: man? Not much, man. Glad to be back. I kind of missed everybody out there. I kind of missed the comments and tweets and... Even your snarkiness from time to time, I've missed it a little
0: bit. Well, the thing is, no one missed you, so it's only a one-way street. Just kidding. Just kidding. But seriously, we did miss you, but we did have a couple awesome episodes. So if you guys want to check that out, just go to our forums page uh, where all our episodes are stored right now. iTunes. Everyone is talking about iTunes podcasting. Trust me, I am the leader in frustration as this has been an ongoing battle trying to get our uh, our episodes on iTunes we are meeting with the IT team next week to try and get this figured out settled uh, once and for all so we can finally have uh, automatic downloading with iTunes podcasting so thanks for everyone um, sticking in with us I know it's it's frustrating and annoying trust me I wish it can just be done uh but we're working on it so uh, give us a little more time with that i mean there's been a bunch of stuff to talk about justin uh it's been a busy week lately. yeah it's been a busy week the industry summit's going on right now yeah we in got, Las a lot Vegas. From that. Yeah, got a lot of big news uh that we'll talk about later about that, we're gonna have a special guest, baseball editor Chris Olds is gonna join us. That's gonna be fun. He's he's a character, man. He's <laughs> he's a lot of fun to talk to,
1: and you get him talking, he will tell you yeah. everything you need to know in that song.
0: <laughs> and, and the cool thing is, other than just talking to him just randomly in his office, doing the box breaks with him, I've done, um, I think I've done one with him. I mean, you've done quite a few with them. Yeah, but I, do,
1: I do all the racing, and occasionally, if Brian decides not to do baseball, I'll do yeah. one two baseballs.
0: Yeah, it, it's pretty fun to do those box break videos because they finally get to see our sexy faces <laughs> uh, go along with our sexy voices. You know what I mean? I,
1: I don't know about sexy faces. I don't <laughs> well, I, for you, I mean, I say grizzly and
0: manly. Okay, there we go. The manliness. There you go. They get to see our manliness uh, through the uh, television now. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's move on to new products and pricing. What do we got? All right, new coming out. The big one for Derek Uh-oh. Court Kings basketball man. He's jonesing for this for the last month. He wouldn't stop $65 talking about it. Five dollars for a box. I am so thinking about buying one of those. I I think you should, and then we should open, open it on air. That would be pretty cool. I think we should do that. I'm thinking about it.
1: National Treasures football, the high end from Panini.
0: We this just is, well, we just looked at some pictures. Oh, it's so cool. They're sexy. They had that those laces, the the laces cards. Yeah. Oh man,
1: yeah, I'm I'm excited. If I had the money, I'd buy one. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I
0: I don't have the money. Quite we don't, yet. so we just get to wait until Susan breaks open the box and, and we can we, nerd out about those. Exactly. <laughs> And then the uh, the
1: high-end for hockey, uh, yeah. one of the last Panini products coming out, Playbook. So you mm. get four cars per pack, and they're all hits. Oh, yeah. So that's something to look forward to. I think it's like 125 per box, yeah. pack, whatever you want to call it. You always get really good stuff out of that, at least for football. They, this is the first time and only time they will do Playbook for hockey.
0: That's crazy. So That's kind of historic.
1: It is historic. It's kind of sad, I'm going to miss it. Really? But you Panini in general. Oh, for hockey. <laughs> I was like, this is but, the
0: first and only time it's going to happen.
1: But I, I they always, I like the stuff they put out. Yeah. I, I mean, I get to do hockey on a pretty much daily basis up yeah, here, and that's I that's true. I do enjoy the hockey products that, that they're Panini fun. Puts out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, for pricing, uh, five star football, we I believe we've had that gathered and we're going to be pricing that soon. Yep. Crown Royale hockey, uh titanium basketball, that should be
0: gathered this week. Yep. This and Friday. Priced
1: by next week, hopefully. Spectra football and press pass football you gathered today.
0: Today I and it'll be priced sometime next week, maybe. Since Well we gotta have Dan come back from Yes, his. since Dan hit is at the industry summit, uh, pretty much football and hockey are kind of shelved for a few days as far as pricing goes. Right. So when he gets back, uh all the pricing will start to ramp up again and uh, obviously there's a bunch of new products coming out, so we're going to get ready with pricing those as well. So, yep. well, uh sounds fun. I'm like I said, I'm excited for Court Kings. Uh I just put in UD Black Basketball, which okay. is a sweet product. We talked about it before. I think it got pushed back, so it, it yeah. finally came out and I mean, the arena art cards look great. Oh, you geeked out over those hardcore too. Oh man, too. <laughs> the the nine-player autograph booklet cards yeah. are insane.
1: Isn't is this the set that has the booklet cards? of like LeBron James where it's 20 autographs from LeBron is that this one
0: I I don't think it's this one. This one it had nine it had uh dual autographs, it had triple autographs, quad autographs okay. and then two cards that are nine player autographs. Okay. So this one is not the LeBron James 20 20 LeBron James autograph I think it was 18, 20, yeah, 21. It was crazy. some ridiculous number, yeah. all the same autograph from the yeah. same guy. I think it was SP Authentic or something. But You're the basketball guy. Yeah, you know. I don't remember, but I do remember seeing it. So let's go to the Believe the Hype segment. We haven't done it in a couple weeks. We're going to bring it back. Justin, what players do you have for me today? You guys have just been stopping all kinds of stuff for me, haven't well, you? Well, see, the thing is that you haven't listened to our shows, which makes you a bad host and a bad friend, and I'm putting you on the spot on air Right now. so <laughs> I, I've, had, uh, I've had obligations. You've been busy. Very, You've been busy. Very serious obligations. <laughs> I'm and, just uh, messing with you. But when you were gone, we kind of switched it up a little bit. All right. Did our own thing. But we're back. We're back. So better than ever. Better than ever. What What you got for us? All right. Baseball. baseball. I, uh, I'm
1: kind of ashamed as a Rangers fan that I haven't done this player yet. Okay. We just picked him up. Prince Fielder. Prince. He's been having a uh, pretty good spring training from what I've seen so far nothing you know for the you know for the history books or anything yeah. last year yeah he had kind of an off year he only hit 25 i say only but he only hit 25 home runs Yeah. when the 6 years before that he hit 30 to 50 last year he also hit 106 RBIs with a 279 batting average which is a pretty decent year for any other player not for him yeah yeah now he's come to Texas he actually said he's always wanted to be here because he knows that that right field corner
0: it's going to be sexy it's going to be it's going to be home the, run yeah. alley for
1: Prince. <laughs> it's going to be his his uh his, his little kingdom spot. or something. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah.
0: Prince's spot. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's where I always sit when I go to the games. Oh, if you've never you seen the uh, Rangers Ballpark, the right field is a very homer friendly for left-handers. Oh yeah. Um so I me personally, I think he's going to do great with the Rangers. Uh the best thing about him is he's gone down a little bit. You can get his autographs now for uh let's see 2012 chops tribute. You can get his autographs between twelve and thirty bucks. Yeah. 2013 a mem auto from Triple Threads. You can pick up for like twenty bucks. Yeah. I mean that's pretty good for an A list player. Yeah. And if he starts hitting a ton of home runs, people are gonna go nuts over him and they're gonna start picking him up pretty heavy.
0: Yeah, I mean with with Prince, it it kind of sucked for him because he was playing with Miguel Cabrera, you know, and so he had to deal with all that. With yeah. with the you know, pitching around him and all that stuff. Yeah, they well and, and he was in a pitcher's park. He was Detroit. definitely
1: in a pitcher's park. That's why Verlander will never leave Detroit. Ig- exactly. So And I think Mickey heard him a little bit because they basically pitched around Prince to get to Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Or they pitched around Miguel Cabrera to get to him. Yeah, exactly. One or the other. But Miguel Cabrera always outshone him. Yeah, exactly. Now he's here and he's got Adrian Beltre to protect him a little bit uh-huh. and nobody wants to pitch around one or the other to get to either one i mean yeah they're, they're, it's uh, not gonna happen They're pitchers
0: nightmares basically yeah, pretty much and so that's why it's exciting and on top of that the rangers ballpark is a hitters park so it, it's perfect for him you know and for the long ball um so it, it's the perfect ballpark it, it's <laughs> it really is except for at&t park but we won't get into that it's just semantics yeah so let's go into hockey uh since you're the hockey guy you All brought right. up a rookie who I personally didn't know, so yeah. congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, I,
1: I actually stumbled upon him, and I, I'm kind of ashamed that I don't know who didn't know who he was until recently. Yeah, he's actually one of the top three rookies, Andridge Palat. He plays for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and many people might go, "Who? This guy already has 18 goals." Okay. The front runner, Nathan McKinnon, he's got 23, so he's only five behind. For assists, he has twenty-eight and McKinnon has thirty. So I mean, they're neck and neck in total in uh, goals and assists. In goals and assists with yeah. stats. Yeah. Um. They say that he probably won't win, but the fact that he's in the top three, he's in the discussion. The weird thing about this guy is he's so under the radar. You can buy his autograph for ten dollars. Oh, really? I mean, his rookie cards are going. I mean, score rookies are going for like two bucks. OPG oh, wow. two fifty. Yeah. So I mean, you can get his autographs, autographs for ridiculously cheap. And if he makes it into the top two or three in balloting for rookie of the year, yeah, I think he's going to go up. And especially if he keeps playing very well, takes his team to the playoffs, mm-hmm. you should see him on the rise.
0: Yeah, I think with Tampa Bay, with a team like Tampa who just traded Martin St. Louis, who we talked about a couple weeks ago uh, when he got traded to the Rangers, I think this young guy has a chance to shine alongside Steven Stamkos, who's coming back from an injury. You know, and I, I think other than Stamkos. They need another star. And this guy is perfect. You know, he's a rookie. He's selling cheap. It's it's a buyer's market for sure on this guy. Most and definitely. He, yeah. And he's completely under the radar.
1: And if you invest now, if you I say invest, if you buy now and yeah. it's cheap, if you don't, if he doesn't do anything, he's not gonna really go down too far. You're not gonna lose a lot of money. Yeah. And it's always good to have another autographed in your collection. If he goes up. You made a really good decision, and you look like a genius. Yeah,
0: it's a low-risk, high-reward type person. Very rare in this industry. Yeah, exactly. And so you might as well jump on the bandwagon now before he maybe makes a push to become the rookie of the year. You never know. I'm hitting eBay when I get home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go to basketball. I had this guy on my radar for a while. He's an Ohio State Buckeye, been in the league for three years. His name's Evan Turner. He was uh, pretty much the star on the uh, 76ers until he got traded to the Pacers. He was doing 17 points a game in 54 games with the Sixers, and now he's coming off the bench. He's a forward, and he's got to play behind Paul George, so that kind of hurts him a little bit. Uh, So he's only been playing, uh, they got him at 12 games with 9 points so far. So there's a pretty big drop. But that's what's going to happen when you're coming off the bench and you're not Uh, in a star role like he was in Philly right and he always has a chance next year to prove himself even more well exactly and I mean it's a bigger team Uh, personally I think it's a bigger market because they're playing so well Uh, so I think he is an unlisted star right now Uh, he was in the top five uh, in his draft class I think it was two or three so he's he's a he's a semi star rookie Um, so he's looking pretty good as far as that. So if you want to go after him, go for it. You know, his prices are probably dropping because he's not really producing anymore, but he's with the better team. He's with the, just a great team. You know, well, and aren't they
1: picked to go pretty deep in the playoffs and so maybe even the championship?
0: Yeah, they're they're picked to beat the Heat. And it's better than a team that just lost twenty one in a row. Exactly. So I'm I'm buying him as as much as I can, even though he's he's not producing as much. He's only been in the league for three years, so you never know what's going to happen to this kid. So that's that's what we got for believe the hype. Uh, we're we're skipping football because obviously there's nothing going on. Not really. Yeah. No. So uh, thanks for that football. We'll wait to the draft. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So before we go into our next segment, I want to uh, give you guys a quick update. We had a a special prize. We didn't mention it on the airwaves uh, last week. I just put it in the blog post uh, because it was a last-minute thing by Mr. Andy Broom. But he was so kind to give us a one-of-one sketch card uh, of himself that he did Uh, It's a pretty sweet card. It looks like Felix the cat in a canoe uh, trying to get a fish or something like that. It looks like that fish is mocking him. Yeah, I don't know. But he signed it. It looks really cool. I wish I could keep it. But we're giving that away. And the question was, what is the most important thing you should have on you at card shows? Justin, since you have no idea what that is since you didn't listen to the show, what do you think is the most important thing? And think outside the box. I'm gonna say comfortable shoes and deodorant. Oh, ding, ding, ding. We will take the second part of your question or your answer. I kinda cheated. I read the comments. After. I was gonna,
1: honestly, I was gonna, listen, I was gonna listen to last week's and I saw the comments where everybody kept saying deodorant, deodorant. And I'm like, what the heck is deodorant? What? <laughs> and so they looked further and I saw the question and I was like, oh, okay. So yeah.
0: I had to come clean and admit that I already knew the answer ahead of time. Dang it. Oh, well, it's okay. Well, yeah, deodorant was the right answer. A lot of you said water, pencil, notebook. Those were all correct, but I was specifically looking for deodorant because I made a big problem or a big deal about how people should smell normal, <laughs> you know, and not smell bad, because I, I can't stand that. That's, But honestly,
1: smelling normal is your BO, so you're actually covering up the normal smell with good smells. I guess.
0: You're right. You're right. So our lucky winner is Dennis Kachia. I hope I said that right, of Fletcher, North Carolina. He uh, guessed it right. We randomly put everyone in a little box, and his name came up. So congratulations, Dennis. Uh, we'll get you this card out real soon. And speaking of Dennis, I am pretty sure he's the one that gave us our Tweet of the Day question, which is a great segue. So let's go into the Tweet of the Day. You ready? I suppose I am. All right. So the new Panini Rewards program seems to have been greeted with widespread cheer. What level of collector will it affect most?
1: I would say it will affect the the guy who buys a higher volume than... Like, you You only buy, like, one or two boxes once in a while. Yeah. People like me will buy tons yeah. of stuff. I think it would affect me more just because I have a better chance of getting those points. Affect you
0: positively. Yes,
1: positively yeah. more. Yeah. Um. I mean, you might get a redemption, like you said earlier, a Kobe Bryant and be ecstatic because yeah. you know you're going to get a Kobe Bryant. Even if it takes you a year, you'll still get it.
0: And if I only buy one box exactly. out of the year.
1: Whereas you might get one or two of those point cards and you might get nothing. Yeah, Or exactly. a very small autograph. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I see it as a positive... For sure, with the points program, mainly because you don't have to rely on these players to sign anymore. You already have the stuff in inventory. Like, here, we're going to give away, you know, a ball or a uh, hat or shoes and then also cars and autographs, whatever. But at the same time, if you're collecting players, me personally, if I did not get a card out of it, I would not be very happy because I don't collect any of that stuff. Yeah. I don't collect pictures or balls or whatever. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. I collect cards and only cards. Yeah mainly because they take up a lot of space. <laughs> but So, I mean, for me, if I didn't get a card, I'd be very disappointed. I'd probably just sell it and be like, well, there goes my experience. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good and a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I guess we can just talk about it now in detail, is that there's there's always two sides of the story. It's a great business move for Panini, obviously, because it doesn't... Make them rely on the player as much anymore,
1: and it's very outside the box.
0: They're at least trying to do something different with all the the uh, the redemption problems. Yeah, exactly. And and it seems like redemptions is the biggest topic as it always is uh, at these big summit gatherings or, or wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Tops talked about it, uh, Panini did too, and and so and we'll talk about that later. But as far as the rewards program goes, I'm I mean I like it, but it just makes me think, okay, well, there goes my chances of getting a pretty sweet auto or a pretty sweet mem card. You know what I mean? Instead, yeah. I'm going to get a five-point card or a ten-point card to where that will go towards you know a, 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 a Panini hat, which will take me years to get because <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't budget correctly to get, you know, all these boxes right. compared to someone like you who budgets correctly because they, they want to buy more boxes and and that's that's why they are in this hobby.
1: I got my priority straight, son. Yeah,
0: okay. Well <laughs> agree to disagree, but it's okay. <laughs> but seriously, there's there's a whole type of range of, of collectors out there, you know? Yeah. And it starts from the average, just random average Joe who goes out and buys a couple packs here and there, whatever. Just for the collecting aspect. Right. And then there's the, the gambler-type collectors, like yourself, uh, who go out there for the thrill of getting that big hit, to sell it, to keep it, whatever the case might be. It, it's all about gambling.
1: Well, the the one thing that I look at it as, I, I want more information on it. Yeah, I know yeah. they gave they gave details, but to me, I looked at it as it was kind of still a little vague because yeah. they didn't tell you exactly what the point system is going to be like or how it's going to work. They just said here is what it's going to look like, and so I, I want to be optimistic about it and give them the chance and benefit of the doubt. But until I see the exact layout of how it's going to work, yeah, I'm gonna hold off any real judgment about it. Until I see all
0: that. I mean, yeah, the higher the product you buy, the more likely you're going to get a bigger reward point, you know. Yeah. So if you buy just regular panini basketball, it's going to be, n- you know, minuscule compared to panini gold standard, you know, Yeah. which sucks because I like, you know, panini hoops. Uh, you know, I like these smaller products compared, but I still like totally certified, you know. So it's like, it's... I don't know. It, it sucks for me because it's like I, I always I would kill to have a Steph Curry auto just randomly inserted into a pack, even if it's a redemption. That's sweet. Right. But now I I won't be able to get that. It, it's gonna take me. Even more money to get it, you know? You guys should seriously see him. He's squirming right now. He's so torn because he's like, I want to be positive and be optimistic, but I, I got, want my Clark. I want my, <laughs> I, I want to spend 20 bucks a year and get my Kobe Bryant, you know, quad jersey or something. We all want that, Sarah. yeah. I know. But, but yeah, so good question. We appreciate all that. If you guys have any questions, Don't wait until Wednesday, Thursday to get these questions to us. Hit us up on Twitter, at Beckett Radio. I'm always on there. Justin's looking at those. Uh, Hit us up on our email. Um, It's radio at Beckett.com. So yeah, we'll have a fun time doing that. I guess we're gonna bring in our our guest. What do you think? If we have to. All right, Chris Olds. What's going on, man?
2: Uh, I'm adjusting <laughs> to the environments of this ex- exquisite studio setup we have.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sweet, huh? I it's, mean, it's,
2: we got all the bucks on this. Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm pretty excited that you're here. And, and Justin, <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's ready to go with questions. Justin, let's talk about the industry summit. I mean, specifically Redemption. So. You want to you wanna start off with the questions? Hi, Chris.
2: Who are you again? No, just kidding.
0: I know it's been a while since <laughs> I've been here.
1: I haven't <laughs> seen you guys in a while.
2: It's been about what, thirty-five minutes since I talked to you last? Yeah.
1: But before that it was like two weeks. Okay. All right. Um, you know, we got Panini's redemption points program and then Topps is talking about improving their redemption program. What do you think about that? Like are you optimistic for it, or is this kind of like a sit and wait and see kind of thing? Uh
2: I could probably say I'm both actually. You know, you know, it's funny. For me personally, I've never had any problems with Tops redemptions. I've had stuff replaced, but I've only had one or two times where it was a long wait and I didn't get that card. Most other times I have. But you know the tops. What they said on their stuff, I, I think that just makes sense, you know, having it in-house to to make, you know, the stuff go through faster. That's, I think that's common sense. So I think that's doable, and I think it hopefully will help the process. The Panini Point system seems to be a different, different animal. To me, I think it has the potential to be a game-changing type situation, but I don't know if all people are going to be – that accepting of it because it is different.
0: Yeah, like our uh, tweet of the day segment, there was a guy that asked us with the rewards program, how will it affect certain type of collectors? I mean, for myself, I I don't buy a lot. Right. You know, I buy probably a box a year right. compared to you guys. You you buy a lot more. So I'm I'm really hoping for that Steph Curry autograph redemption in a pack of random you know hoops or whatever the case might be. And I'm obviously not going to be able to get it because. Right the only points I'm going to get is probably towards a hat or something minuscule, yeah. you know? Well,
2: I mean, the the story on Beckett.com news didn't really uh, go into tons of details about the specifics because they haven't really unveiled them yet. But I would presume that the points are somehow related to the cost of the player's autograph. So, you know, first off, they're not going to intentionally use points. You know, redemption should be the minority in a product. So thinking out loud here, you know, if it's a Kobe Bryant autograph that's a redemption for some reason, then that's going to be high points. You know, and you can exchange that for a higher item. You know, if it's um, a fifth round draft pick out of Seton Hall or whatever for whatever sport, you know, it's not going to be as big. So, you know, I think where where collectors need to be reasonable is to realize that they're not going to turn two or three small redemptions into the biggest autograph possible. It's just not, they they can't do that and stay in business. We always wish they could, though. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. All
1: right, we're going to change it up a little bit here. Um, One of the things that I always preach is let's get children back into the hobby. Tops seems like they're taking that initiative and doing commercials now. Do you think it's the positive thing? Do you think this is actually going to help out? What, what uh, What would you recommend if you were to say, hey, Tops, these are the kind of commercials you should do or this is what might work? What would you say?
2: You know, on this topic, it's it's interesting because I've heard people say, and I'm probably more in this camp that you know, little kids or younger kids, even though they're into cards, they may they may just want the really good cards too. Um, I think the I think overall the, the the push for more kids is coming from the leagues. Uh, the leagues want more a wider net, a larger presence for players or for collectors to to get into the hobby and I don't disagree with that at all. You know, back when most of us started, packs were 50 cents or a dollar. You know, that's a rarity now. Opening Day, which comes out today on Wednesday, it's a dollar pack, but you know, just this year and it's been around for a decade or so or longer. I don't remember the exact year it started, but this is the first year they've had mem cards in it. And even though it's been around for a while, so it, you know it's a it's a good push. We definitely the hobby needs to keep them in mind because that's how you're going to get more people collecting. But on the flip side of that, if someone's ten or twelve years old, they probably don't necessarily want just the fun stuff that even kids like me buy, like mascot autographs. Last year, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. So, you know, there's two sides to that coin. Some kids want really good cards that are expensive. They just don't have the money to do it. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I mean it it's just kind of a double-edged sword cuz I mean when I was a kid, I I just went to the gas station or, or right. the card shop and just had 5 bucks, 10 bucks yep. and just went and see what I could get, you know. And see
2: now Gas stations don't sell cards. That's true. Everything's changed. I mean, back when I was a kid, I was buying cards at a grocery store by the box, two, three, four boxes at at a time from grocery stores that cared. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they knew they had a good business. Um, You know, that's just how it's changed with lower print runs and higher prices. You know, finding cards at a Target or or Target's easy. Finding cards at a, a gas station just doesn't happen. Yeah. Maybe a CVS or some of those other pharmacies that order one or two boxes that don't use distributors. Yeah. Uh, But it's not the norm.
0: Let's go to uh, another topic that they discussed. Panini's going to be bringing out a lot of new products across the board. We obviously know hockey is going away, uh, but they are reassuring that all the hockey redemptions are going to be fulfilled, especially when the licensing ends after this current season. National Treasures will still come out, and uh, flawless hockey will be inserted into the National Treasures uh, set. Uh, so that's good, but as far as baseball goes, Panini Prism, which already has a bunch of colors, they're going to insert more colors right. at a low end, at uh, a lower price point for that product. Which, uh, personally, for me, I got to do more work, so that kind of sucks. But it's cool <laughs> with the different colors, you know. But you know, we got football. They got two new products coming out with Immaculate Collection and Flawless. Um, however, Flawless is going to be at a different price point more than price. the basketball, um, which. Is great, and then they have a couple other things with basketball. And I was showing Justin this. They have, I guess, they got the Christmas Day game use shorts, yeah, uh, which they're going to put into cards, which I think is a sweet idea. Um, so they can do whatever they want with that. They're going to bring that into some unique patches or whatever. Um, and then, as well as sneakers, which would be sweet too. Yeah, actually,
2: game use shoe cards haven't been done in a long time, and mm-hmm. I've written a f- couple of stories you know, the last couple of years, columns actually saying, wouldn't it be cool to see like the bottoms of certain guys' shoes because yeah. they're very distinct visual designs. Um, the problem with that is, is a pair of shoes is going to cost you 10 grand if it's a top guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can only make so many cards out of those shoes when you cut them up. And they're right. harder to cut up too. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's that's the answer I've gotten in the past when I've asked about that is is back when I was doing basketball. You know, it's the cost versus the return. For example, on the baseball realm, a baseball is very small. So a game-used ball would get you I don't know, fifty cards if you're lucky, you know. Unless you start making twine cards, you know. But a but a jersey or a pair of pants is going to get you a lot more. So they have to balance the cost versus how many cards it can make. And so shoes, it's cool to see that they're going to try it because those could be really popular, really hot cards.
1: Yeah, um, and now we're going to switch over to tops. Okay. They, uh, well, first of all, we forgot also Panini's coming out with Immaculate Baseball, so it's going to be uh, all across the board. Yeah. Uh, but with tops, they're bringing back some products. Uh, Top Stadium Club, which has always been a favorite of mine since I was a kid. Top's Tech, uh, that's gonna make my job harder. Oh yeah! With all the parallels, there's gonna be like ninety billion parallels in yep. it. Um, I honestly never collected it. I didn't. I wasn't very interested in that one, but a lot of people are, um, and they're also coming out with a new high end called Top's Dynasty. Uh, so what's your excitement level for any of those products?
2: Um, you know, they they teased uh, Stadium Club about a week ago, uh, 10 days ago, and I actually liked the idea of bringing that back. When that returned in 2008, it came back as a high-end $20 per pack product, which is a little riskier. But on the retail front, it was dirt cheap. It was like 3 bucks, and they made a ton of it, and it was filling repack boxes and bargain boxes for a while. But it's gone now. You can't find it. And that was a decent year. It's got Clayton Kershaw and you know some pretty good rookies in there. You know the actual hit content in that that year wasn't very great, so it didn't actually return after one year. It was a one done kind of return. So I'm actually excited to see that one come back. You know Tech, that's a different animal. I think it it it's I think it's popular now because those older you know those. It's not easy to find wax. The nature of the product, where it was like 90 versions of each card or something, it dried up quickly. So now your only chance to get all 90 of your player, if you're that crazy to try, is a lot of work. And therefore, when it's harder to find those things, the prices go up. Now, today, if they make a ton of it and it's you know acetate left and right, you know that may not be a popu- as popular a brand as they are hoping for. But it's something different, and I give them that. Uh, the Topps Dynasty high end. Hopefully, it'll be a uh, maybe a replacement for something else, uh, or maybe it'll work in tandem with Five Star. Do I think the you know Do I think the hobby needs more high end brands in baseball? Maybe, but I don't buy them, and I think there's a lot of people that are in that bo- you know boat. We buy singles when we can, but you know I'm not one of those risk takers. So
0: so let's let's quickly go to Panini, uh, and then we'll finish up with Upper Deck. Panini's adding a patch database, yeah. which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, they're going to add a small QR code on the backs of cards for patch cards uh, to ensure that it's not a fake. What, what do you think about that whole process? Will it gain more fans or is it just too much work and money?
2: It's a lot of work and it's a lot of money. And it's a little, I, honestly, I'm a little surprised that they are doing it because it, I don't know if it's going to translate into higher sales. And that's what, I mean, when you think about a business, you put all this time and money into something, you want it to pay off, you know, and that's a lot of work. I mean, they have to go. They have to basically build the cards and then <laughs> scan the cards, and then you know they have to handle them an extra time. Yeah, you know, doing something like that. It, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think people say they want it, but will they buy more? That's that's kind of the question in my mind because it's kind of put up or shut up for the collectors who've been wanting this. It's like, all right, you've got it. Are you going to buy it now?
0: Well, I, I mean, <laughs> per, when when we had Hackler come in a couple of weeks ago, we talked off the air about how they authenticate when yeah. when they get the uh, jerseys in, right. and it seems like they are ready. Go in detail about how they, you
2: know, make yeah, they sure they track. There's, there's like what I mean. I, I don't know if you've shown, I, I think we've shown pictures of it, yeah. But there's basically they laminate the piece that the, they cut the jersey into flat panels, then they laminate onto a piece of plastic with a code on the back, yeah. So, whenever you know, if you if you tear apart a newer card, you're gonna find a code number on the back of that swatch. So, I'm sure they track that kind of stuff for the newer stuff, especially, yeah. Um, you know, but. How many cards is that really questionable for? I mean, the big prime patch pieces—that's where this is an issue, the, yeah. where they need it. But everyday stuff, you know, I don't—I don't know. I mean, I'm on the fence. I think it's a good thing, but I really wonder how long it'll last. Not that it's a bad thing, and not that it's going to go away, but is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, if that makes my my pack price go up five bucks, I don't know if I'm a fan of that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I you know, but agree. but at
2: the same time, if if you're buying singles and spending two three hundred bucks on some of those rare cards it's a good thing to have in the back of your mind.
1: And also, let's go to the last subject. Uh, Upper Deck has gotten their MLB uh, Players Association license. Uh, Their last product was 2012 SP Signature Edition, which I actually got a couple of cards from that where it's just an autograph. Yep. And it says, like, I got David Murphy, so it just says Texas on it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Upper Deck getting this license back, and what it's going to mean for the industry, and how I guess what's the positive side of it?
2: Um, well, I mean, they've ha- they've actually had the deal for about a year, but they never actually released anything with it l- this last year. And I remember there was a an email sent out to dealers basically saying why they didn't. Uh, this is probably six eight months ago. Uh, you know, when there was in the fall there was a a real backlog of products. A lot of stuff came out at once, and at that time, Upper Deck basically said to the dealers, you know, we want to help you out, so we're going to delay this or, you know, take try it at another time. And so, you know, I, I think the, the, the story on Beckett.com News talks about specific reasons why they, they said they put it on hold. But I don't know. It's it's Is there demand for more products that are PA-only licensed? I don't know. But if it's high-end type stuff that fills a void that's there, you know, say some high-end brand that has a really distinct – uh, vibe Like a studio meets stadium club portrait style stuff that's real high end or, or even collector friendly stuff like Goodwin. I think those things could, you know, pay off pretty well.
1: Well, one thing I'm looking forward to is if they were supposed to bring back Fleur Retro last year, yeah. and if they did that again where they had, you know, the EX parallels or inserts, they had Jambalaya, they had the uh, different autograph sets and stuff from like Skybox from the 90s, I think I'd be excited about that just because it reminds me of when I was a kid. You right. Know, I was in early high school years, yep. and I really enjoyed collecting all of those. Yeah,
2: those brands, the first one particularly in basketball, came on real, real well, kind of like a wrecking ball. I was going to have a Miley Cyrus, oh, no. Cyrus reference there. Oh, yeah, is that a first in Beckett Radio? <laughs> that is, keep, definitely is that, a first. I'm bringing it. Let's keep it to no. the first. Yeah, I he's know. not he's first not above last. Justin Bieber though. And, uh, that's Panini's territory, remember? Oh, or they used to be. I'm sure that's they're fired. done with. I'm sure they're done with that one. <laughs> um, I'm sure they're not going to be releasing any more brands for the, that that uh, license. Uh, you know, it it's it came on strong, but but uh, you know maybe it's just not my taste. But it doesn't seem like it was as popular the second time around. Um, hockey it was real strong at first, but the prices on those boxes came down. So, you know, will it do well in baseball? I think so because like I remember seeing the the. Precious metal gems of trout; those were promo cards at last year's industry summit. You know, and they sold well. But for me, I, in those years, I really wasn't buying a ton of the Skybox. I was doing other companies. Um, I was buying some Upper Deck stuff. I was buying Tops. You know, just it. Those those kind of cards didn't really like get me. You know, I, I was I lived in an area where I didn't have a hobby shop extensively available. You know, I could travel to find one. So, like precious metal gems at the time weren't really my thing. You know, so so that. What you were saying with the appeal of, of when you were a kid, I don't have that. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not, for me, it's not it's not the best fit. But for the hobby overall, you know, I think most people want variety. They want a choice. That's what we always hear. So, you know, as long as the aesthetic part of it, with their limitations of their settlement, where the you know logos and. Trade dress colors and such. Um, You know, as long as those limitations jive with collector taste, I think they'll be fine.
0: Well, we appreciate it, man, for coming on. You know, and big shout out to Susan for hooking us up with all these stories. If you you want to read more about what's going on at the industry summit. Uh, hit up Beckett.com slash news. I mean, on Twitter, at Beckett Media, at Beckett Radio, uh, at Yanks
2: Chicks, I think yeah, that's with, her. Yanks Chick with an X Yeah, and then just no S though.
0: No S. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, she's tweeting all this stuff from the summit. It's great, great stuff to check out. And the,
2: the summit is one of those events where they talk a lot, just kind of like me. They keep going and going and going. <laughs> you know, but they have a lot to say. They, they actually do like announcing things at those events. At the National, they're not going to have as much to tell you, you know, unless it's q and A Q&A session. So. Yeah,
1: one thing to also check out on there, at least, um a shout out for Susan is she got to take a picture with a 1909 Honus Wagner.
0: So, if anything, go check that out. At least, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it was a selfie. Took, yeah, she took a Honus Wagner selfie, yeah. which I thought, which was, you know, I mean, pretty funny. <laughs> you know, Honus Wagner and selfie—you'd never think about putting those together. But not know.
2: I've got one at home, don't you?
0: I, I wish I could. I, I, I actually I do
2: have a reprint. I can, I can really? hook you up. We can that need some would be selfie sweet. action around the office. Yeah, you know that. You know, be we can be a, all emulate
0: that photo? That should be a new video thing is oh, we just go around that. the office and just kind of stick it behind people, not noticing, you know? Oh, boy. To say self each. Actually, if you, if
2: you walk around enough, it might be in the new grading area only now, but there were some kind of odd pictures of cards, like taped on the bottoms of walls and things around here. Really? Yeah, they, they got that happened, and I, I kept noticing it, but now I don't go in that area because it's yeah. not our area anymore. Yeah,
0: they don't, lo- they don't like us anymore.
2: Well, they'd li- they locked us out to keep all your graded <laughs> cards safe. Yeah. No, but but literally there was, and I think it was a Honus Wagner. That's why I brought it up. Oh, really? Because it was literally at the base, of, like near a door, right around our corner here really? from where we're recording. Yeah. And I would walk by it and go, oh, that's odd, but just keep walking. I never stopped <laughs> to look at it. So, so c- how's that for yeah. useless trivia at the, the, end of a the bit.
0: creepy history of Beckett? Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. office. That's weird.
2: <laughs> well, thanks to
0: Chris Olds for coming on and, and uh, giving us all his baseball knowledge and industry summit knowledge, even though he's been here in the office, you know, just kind of hanging out with us he obviously knows a lot he knows more than most people should about this industry (laughs) what does
1: that mean is is that a jab towards him always you gotta you gotta take little jabs
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I hope he's hurting with that jab. maybe he he can come back and give you something he's gonna cry himself
1: to sleep tonight I already know it (laughs) tears are rolling
0: (laughs) (laughs) well Justin other other than you know industry summit happening there's not much going on so I guess we're done I think so cool well I'm glad you're back it's good to be back I'm glad to return I felt about retiring you know I was thinking about retiring from radio I know a lot of people would would like that but now that you're back I have a you know rejuvenation yes I have you know I'm, I'm gonna come back with a vengeance we're
1: back and better than ever
0: <laughs> so I'm glad you're the heart of this Cause
1: I feel like I am the heart and soul now yeah I am nothing I'm I feel just, important I'm just a voice you're just the voice. yeah I'm just I'm just a guy <laughs> he's he's trying to he's fishing for compliments right now I think
0: he's not gonna get one <laughs> no okay well I hate you that's cool uh, I understand all right guys thanks Thanks so much for listening. At Beckett Radio on Twitter. Check us out. And radio at beckett.com if you have any questions or comments. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Derek Ficken. I'm Justin Gruner. See you guys later.